football podcast recapping week 11 of the national football league minus Monday night football game between the New York giants and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, my name is Anthony sitting right across from me via zoom as always is my pal to Quincy. You stole my flow. I was going to let them know we were recording on Monday. <laughs> we are recording on Monday. It's Thanksgiving week. It's a, uh, it's a, one of those very busy weeks of the year. Yeah. Um, and I woke up this morning and I was like, you know what? I don't see it happening on Wednesday. I just don't. But there's like there's reason to talk. <laughs> like we finally have a, a really good reason to to recap this past weekend's games. Yes, and programming note, this is the only podcast you're gonna get from us this week. Oh yeah. Yeah, because it's definitely not doing anything until the weekend at the earliest. There's gonna be a lot of cooking and eating, mm-hmm. mostly eating. Yes, I think the uh, Hawkeye series starts on Wednesday. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. That should be good. Yeah, if you want to talk about it, I know we skipped um, the What If series. If you want to come back with Hawkeye, just let me know. Okay. It looks really good, and there are certain surprises I want to see um, Mm -hmm. if they actually happen. Sounds good to me. Mm Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's further off in the future. Let's talk (laughs) about some football. What wow. happened this weekend, uh, Anthony? What happened? Man, um, the Houston Texans did it. How they did it, I don't know, but they did it. They pulled off the biggest upset of the weekend, um, dominating Tennessee, basically. I mean, it was one-sided, in my opinion, the whole way. And I, I turned the game on, like, I think just before the start of the second quarter. Yes, I set up the Houston Texans defeat the Tennessee Titans 22 to 13. Um, yeah, it, uh, the Texans finally won their second game of the season, and all it took was a rainy, muddy football game and the other team losing all their skill position players. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> try to give them some credit. <laughs> I mean, we can give the Texas credit, but I'm not going to sit here and lie. Yeah. No, it was I mean, a muddy-ass football game. Tennessee had no skilled position players to speak of, and the quarterback played like doo-doo. I mean, no, I mean, look, I, but I think the the pressure they put on him, uh, the coverage that the secondary had, I mean, it was – there's a reason why he played. I mean, they were they were all over it. Yes, um, it's definitely the best I've seen the Texas play defense since week one. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about this, uh, we talk about it kind of regularly, but like, this is this game, this is that game where, this is the kind of game where, uh, where I mentioned last time that maybe it's, you know, maybe at the end of the season, you know, cut ties with, with Cully, you know, and you made the point that maybe that's not fair because it's his first season, it's a bad team, all that good stuff, all those good points. 
And you're right, because this is the kind of game where I think it's worth hanging on to the guy. Like, this is the kind of game where, you know, he put together a good game plan um, and something clicked, something, something, you know, starts the head coach and something clicked for this team on this day. And they were able to, you know, get the job done. And this is a big win. I mean, this is, a, this is, yeah, they were shorthanded and, and, you know, there was a inclement weather and whatnot, but it's still an eight and two team that they beat or eight and three team now. Yeah, but and also this is what we talked about last week when we were talking about teams that could win the Super Bowl, and we brought up Tennessee. And the thing I spoke of was I don't trust Ryan Tannehill in the big moments. Right, right. And, and he, he didn't. He couldn't even handle a small moment against a, a bad, a bad team. Yes, and uh, like I said earlier, they had the skill position players missing. Um, uh, they're all world uh, running back. Uh, Henry was out. Um, AJ Brown got hurt. Uh, Julio Jones is out. But still, the Texans are roster wise one of the worst teams in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And except for like a small amount of time, and well, not small, basically the third quarter was the only point of the time where I felt Tennessee had a run in them. After halftime, yeah. when they came out and the crowd got back into the game, and they they just couldn't make that final push, you know, get that one big um, score that they need to completely steal away the momentum. Right. So no. I, I'm giving I get hats off to the Houston defense. They they came through in the clutch when they needed, and um, Tyrod Taylor. That was a Deshaun Watson esque performance. Right. 20, uh, 14 for 24 for 107 yards. But like I said earlier, it was a really, it was a rainy game. The offensive line, even when they were good, they still had pockets of errors where, you know, defensive linemen would either get through and cause a rush pass or they would tip the, the pass as soon as Taylor threw it. But all in all, they only had, I believe, one quarterback hit the entire time. Yeah, no sacks. No sacks, one quarterback hit. So, you know, Brown O'Pass to the offensive line. Um, the rushing attack, it is what it is. Philip Lindsay, minus negative yardage. Again. Yeah, yeah it's basically <laughs> Tyrod Taylor, you know, having those two touchdown rushes and a lot of Rex Burkhead, 18 carries for 40 yards. Look, you know, at this point, at this point of in the season, with this roster, the way that they've been playing, you might as well throw everything all at once. You know, <laughs> like let's see what this guy can do. Like, if, does he have anything left in him? And uh, you know, it wasn't the greatest performance. I mean, he was technically the leading rusher with forty yards, but um, yeah, there was he got the bulk of the carries. And um, it it worked to some degree. <laughs> yeah, I mean this entire game was nothing but defense and field position. Yeah, I mean, man, the defense was just incredible. I mean, to to pick off Tannehill four times, uh, nobody does. Nobody's done that. I mean, better defenses haven't been able to do that on a lot of quarterbacks. So. You know, 
it really seemed like everything went right for the Texans on this day. Is that going to happen again? Always. Who knows? But probably not. But, you know, this one big time where they, you know, they faced the division leader, one of the best teams in the league, in the uh, uh, AFC at least, and they took care of business. Mm-hmm. Desmond King had two interceptions on Sunday. You want to know when his last interception was? They said it. I think it was it like 2017 or something like that. 2018. He had three interceptions for the uh, Chargers. <laughs> God. <laughs> I mean, good win. Um, I'm more interested in seeing what happens now with Tennessee. I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad the Texans won. It's nice to, you know, finally get off that eight-game losing streak. Right. But we know what the Texans are going to be. They're going to um, – maybe they have one, maybe two more wins in them. But if you're Tennessee, you got to really be worried about your playoff chances. You can't trust Ryan Tannehill. Um, we have no idea if Derrick Henry is coming back. It really looks like he's not – Julio Jones is still hurt. Um, AJ Brown, while he he's he's still an um, an All Pro wide receiver, like how much can he do if you can't if you know you cannot trust um, Tannehill? Right. Um, this is a team that very much needs all hands on deck. They need to be at full strength to continue to look like an eight and two team mm-hmm. um, without those guys, they're eight and three team that just lost to a, a very bad Texans team. So that's, and that's a scary thought that is, that's, you know, there's going to be, this is not the kind of, this is not the time of the time of the season where you can say, ah, it's just one game. We'll shake it off. I mean, this is, this is the type of game this is the type. This is the point of the season where if you're, looking to do big things in the postseason, you got to sit, you got to pause and, and really, you know, uh, not worry, but um, definitely put everything aside and really hyper-focus on, on the next game. I mean, I'd be a little bit worried. Uh, we talked about this last week as well, and you were kind of dismissive about it. I'd ask you, did you think the Colts could catch up to the Titans and AOC South? Uh, how you feel about that now? <laughs> what after the Colts just completely demolished the Buffalo Bills 41 to 15? In Buffalo, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's like whatever we say on this podcast about football, it immediately comes wrong. Because we were talking about <laughs> last week about how Buffalo, you know, they win the number one seed going up the Buffalo, how difficult would it be? And the Colts were like, nah, not really. Man, they, I don't know. What is it about these uh, um, very successful 2000s teams turning it all around all of a sudden in 2021. I mean, the Colts clearly aren't going anywhere. I mean, there are only two games back behind Tennessee. 
and they have, um, well, they have a tougher schedule, it looks like, the rest of the way. Oh, Um, Oh, and what else is going to hurt them? I just saw they've already lost both games to the Titans. So it's going to be basically an impossible task of being perfect down the stretch. Not impossible, but the thing is you can't tie. You have to overtake them. So instead of being two games behind, they're basically three games behind. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, they would have to be perfect, basically. Um, While Tennessee has a much easier-looking schedule. Although, look, I mean... You say that, but the Texans just win their hand of them, so... And they play them at the end of the season Mm -hmm. in January. I mean... You know, we talked about this before we started recording. I mean, this is this is definitely a season where, and we, I think this is the second week in a row that we've said this. This is definitely a season where there's no one clear cut like dominant favorite to win to win it all. Now, who did you pick for Super Bowl last week? Uh, I picked the Chiefs and Cowboys. Uh, you picked the Chiefs and Cowboys? Did I? I thought I picked the cow. No, I picked the Cardinals and the um, Chargers. Chargers. Okay, so I feel better about my choices. How do you feel about yours? You can't be feeling too good about that cowboy choice right now. Yeah, I mean, when when your offense is non-existent against you know one of the favorites and one of the teams that you're that people are, are predicting you to meet in the Super Bowl. I mean, look, we were just talking about how they were they've been really good so far, mm-hmm. and Dak is back and. and Roster is a full strength. They've got all of their weapons, and none of them showed up on Sunday. That's it's not a good feeling. It's mm-hmm. not at all. Yeah. But, um, well, San Diego, no, San Diego, Los Angeles, they won against the Steelers last night, was it? Yeah, but they almost blew the lead. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I didn't feel comfortable picking them because the Chargers are going to Chargers. Mm-hmm. They're the Cowboys of the AFC. If, some, <laughs> if something will go wrong, it will go. If something can go wrong, it will go wrong for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, back like what I was saying, you know, looking at these schedules, there's really no. So maybe maybe Indianapolis does have a chance to to overtake Tennessee you know, by the end of the season, because while on paper, it looks like they have a, a rougher schedule, nothing is guaranteed at this point. I mean, everybody is even maybe not the Texans and Jaguars and Jets, but pretty much everybody else is playing for something. It's, it feels like. Mm-hmm. And the lions, excuse me. Uh-huh. They're playing for um, pride, I guess. Maybe if you want to call it that, I mean, oh nine and one. We'll see if they can get a, if they can get one win, then they've played for pride at least. Mm-hmm. But looking at all these other, you know, the rest of the standings, I mean, everybody, every other division has at least three teams that are kind of in it. Oh, also. Was a problem for Tennessee. Julio Jones is going to miss two more games because he's placed on injured reserve. Mm. Did they ever turn that around with him? Like, you know, there was that, there was some, you know, uh, 
rumblings at the start of the season when, you know, after like the first game, the coach put him on blast. Oh, really? I don't know. I did not hear anything of that. I mean, I guess they, I guess they settled it because, you know, the team continued to, to roll in there, you know, mm-hmm. eight and three. But um, the numbers, I mean, definitely not Julio Jones-esque, you know, that we're used to seeing. But Well, that's because his quarterback is Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. And we need to look at his – the only reason Ryan Tannehill had that excellent year that he had last year is because he was hitting all the deep passes. And when I say all of them, I mean all of them. It was a statistical anomaly what he was doing before. And now he's, you know, regressed to the mean – Mm-hmm. And he's Ryan Tannehill again. And even the year before that, he had a, a at least, a, I mean, a better season than we had seen in the past. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a big part of that is not only that, but the running game. I mean, having Derrick Henry, you know, just dominate um, is not something that we've, we're accustomed, we've been accustomed to lately. You know, the running game has always been, lately, at least within the last last 10 years, it's been something that, you know, you have a good running back fine but you know it's, it's mostly been about the passing game you know and so when you've got someone like Derrick Henry dominating like takes a lot of pressure off Tannehill and it takes you know makes him look a lot better than he mm-hmm. probably is and we're seeing you know we're seeing uh, what happens when when you don't have that guy there. Yeah, Tannehill is a game manager. As long as everything is going perfect around him, he can lead you into the playoffs, to at least the championship game. But like right. everything has to be going perfect. It's like um, a couple years ago when Kirk Cousins made it to the Vikings and they had the defense, the two wide receivers, the running back, everything. And it was perfectly made for him to manage the game you know, all the way to Super Bowl. They never did it. And now you look at the team now with less talent and they're not as good. And there's barely, I think they're 500, barely 500 in the um, division. But it's like, they're just quarterbacks that are not superstars and that's okay. But they need everything around them to be perfect. And right. that's Ryan Tannehill. And now you see what happens when everything is falling apart. Mm-hmm. You can't rely on that guy. He's not a guy that's going to take your team from being a B plus to an A plus. If your team, I'm sorry, um, my dog has just lost his de- his cotton pig in mind over here. <laughs> if he can make a B pl- a B plus team to an A minus. Mm-hmm. And for all the talks of Carson Wentz, you know whether or not he's, you know, can lead a team. Um, you know, he's playing solid right now. Mm-hmm. He's got a great he's, – he's got his great running back going this season. Um, and then the rest of the offense looks, you know, looks good enough right now. They're all pulling it – putting it together. Uh, you know, they're putting it together at the right time. Mm-hmm. So – Give me a percentage. What percent chance you give the Colts of winning this division? Man, um, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think at this point you can easily say sixty percent. 
wow, you're going high. I was going to go like 25, 30%. You and well, like I said, these, these games are all different. They're the, 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 the on paper, you know, matchups look one sided at times, but we've seen that it's, it, you know, it's, it's a, uh, a crazy season so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're on a run. They are, you know, getting hot at the right time and they've got all their weapons and you're making, you made some great points about Tennessee, you know, that, that their guy under center is, is not capable of holding it all together while their other pieces are on the mend. I am currently looking at the, um, the spread for the Jets Texans game and for the first time in a long time the Texans are favored but just barely <laughs> Texans open up as a three point favorite uh, both teams are two and eight but how are you feeling well the Texans get the third win of the season I hope I'm not jumping ahead too much. Mm-hmm. But even if I am, we can we can talk about something else later on. But I'm going to surprise you, and I'm picking that as my game of the week pick. Wow, it's two bad teams. Um, you know, there's this. I don't know. There's just something about this game where it's like I'm interested in seeing how two bad teams basic, you know, go against each other, like. Can one team or the other dominate? I did not see that coming. You left me speechless, <laughs> man. Well, look at the rest of the schedule. There's really not much else to pick. There's like one other game that I've decided to not pick it. Los Angeles at Green Bay? Yeah. And I uh, made so two others because there was another one. But. Oh, what, what was the other one? Uh, what was that other matchup that looks Tampa and, and oh, Indy? Okay. And Tennessee at New England. But other, other than that, I'm, I, I can't get too excited about any of these other games. You remember a couple of years ago when the ratings for the games were down? And all the right wing conservatives were talking about, oh, it's because they're <laughs> doing the Black Lives Matter and they're, uh, you know, getting woke, quote, quote unquote. Right. And like, if you went back and looked at the games, the reason that people didn't want to watch is because the games were shitty. That's what it feels like, man. Well, this is like the second or third week in a row we've jumped on here and be like, oh, I don't know what to watch. Yeah. And like, and even if like, like there's a problem when you're not even making an effort to watch your hometown team. I mean, the NFL's offense when your hometown team is two and eight. Yeah, no, and but you have beautiful weather going on. Right. But at the same time, you know, it's just indicative of the bad play that's going on. I mean, yeah, look at these Thanksgiving games. Chicago versus Detroit, Las Vegas versus Dallas, Buffalo versus New Orleans. 
two of those games would be interesting if Dallas and Las Vegas weren't. Or I guess I think was Dallas Vegas on the bye week. Last week? No, they lost last week, I believe. Okay, so both teams have lost. Let me make sure. And uh, the same with Buffalo and New Orleans. Yeah, Las Vegas lost to Cincinnati. What's going on here? But it goes back to we say anyone can win on any given day except for like the five worst teams. Philly blew out New Orleans. And uh, Buffalo got blown out. So it's like who wants to watch two teams that just got blown out on Thanksgiving? The only game that seemed remotely interesting in watching is Las Vegas versus Dallas. Right. Yeah. Because it's the only one where you're going to be completely wide awake for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because by that... 7 o'clock, it, there's a good chance I'm, I'm out. <laughs> and that triple fan... Put you in Kick, a sleeper hold, huh? Kicking in at the right time. Yeah. And the only thing, the only thing that really be interesting about the Chicago Detroit game is if somehow Detroit wins, because Chicago fans will be waiting at the airport for that <laughs> plane to come in to grab Matt Nagy and tar and feather him. I don't know how I follow so many Bear fans on Twitter, but let me tell you, when I say they are pissed off at that man, they are pissed off at that man. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that was pretty good only only a couple of years ago, three or four years ago, and they've just been awful ever since. They want to burn the entire thing down. And well, they've they've they screwed up from the jump when they didn't. I mean, in hindsight, maybe it's maybe it was the right call, but when they didn't draft Deshaun Watson. Oh yeah, the Mitch McConnell, not Mitch McConnell. What's his name? <laughs> God damn, Trubisky. Mr. Brisky. Yeah, I always feel bad for Trubisky because if you looked at his stats when he was in college, he was always like he I think he played at North Carolina State or something like that. It wasn't like a big football school and he didn't have crazy stats. He just looked the part. And like I'm for for Trubisky, I'm like, I just went out there and played. You're the one who thought I was better than I was. That's not my fault. Right. But how do you how do you not pick? How do you pick a quarterback from a non-football school, essentially? I told Compare, you. Compared to Tech and uh, where was uh, Deshaun from? Is he from? Clemson. Clemson. I mean, <laughs> those are two major football schools, and you don't pick either one of their quarterbacks. Like, I understand if you felt a little uh, concerned about picking um... – Oh, why can't I think of his name right now? Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Coming from Texas Tech, it's a air raid, pass-heavy school. Mm-hmm. So, like, you feel like he's a gimmick quarterback. I understand that. But Deshaun Watson won a national championship in college. Yeah. Like, that's the guy you pick number one with a bullet. I... Now, granted, in hindsight, maybe the best, maybe the right call after all. Yeah, because apparently he's a nasty boy. So, right. <laughs> but you know, at that time, like, what are you doing? Now I'm thinking. So if he, if Deshaun Watson goes first overall, and let's say Mahomes stays with the Chiefs, where does that leave the Texans? With Mitchell Trubisky, uh, <laughs> and then ultimately, you... <laughs> and then ultimately, uh, Tyrod Taylor is your quarterback now. 
I really wanted to say, do you think the Texas front office would do that? But yes, they are. They were that stupid at the time. So yes, they would have drafted draft Trubisky, Trubisky. We've been in the same place. We wouldn't have had that many good memories of, you know, having Deshaun Watson before they all got tainted, but we've been in the same place. Right. Mm-hmm. It all comes full circle. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Anything else football related on your mind, my friend? No, I mean, I like, you know, it's, uh, like I said, a busy week where we had to record early, so we won't be able to talk about the Monday night game, but we probably weren't going to talk about it anyways. Mm. Um, and, you know, unless they prove prove us wrong. Prove me wrong, kids. But, uh, uh, no, I mean, really, for me, it was all about the Texans. Like, it was mm-hmm. it was a good, good feeling to see that team get the win. Um even with all of the, you know, all the variables of, you know, what Tennessee had going, had what Tennessee had going against it, mm-hmm. um, still, still a good win, um, and uh, yeah, you know, just on, on to on to week twelve. All right, my game, and my the, game of the week pick. Uh, your game of the week pick: the Jets versus the Texans. My pick is going to be the Bucks versus the Colts. I want to see the Colts can keep up uh, what they did last week. That's a great pick. Yeah, that's a and that's a great point too. Like, <laughs> let's see how they respond. Let's see if they can keep beating these, you know, contenders, and in doing so, make themselves contenders. Mm-hmm. Let me just run through these some of these teams real quick. In a minute, because AMC, we got about ten minutes before we have to head up out. Patriots once again on top of division. Bill Belichick is an <laughs> evil genius. Seven and four. They're right now sitting in the third seed. Uh, let's see the Bengals in the fifth seed. I don't even. We did not even talk about them last week. How are you feeling about the Bengals right now? Um, man, I mean, they have a chance of winning that division. I mean, they're only what one game back. Um, yeah, and you cannot trust the Ravens at all. You can't. I mean, <laughs> said that multiple times. Uh, and we definitely talked about this last week on the podcast. It's like one. No, two bad weeks, and you can drop from fourth all the way to tenth. Because mm-hmm. Kansas City right now, they're sitting in the fourth spot. They're seven and four, and the Cleveland Browns are tenth. They're six and five. In fact, you keep going all the way down. A couple of bad weeks, you can find yourself down where the Broncos are. They're in twelfth. They're twelfth in the AFC, and they're five and five. Bengals, I mean, they beat they beat a solid Vegas team. I mean, look, that team is not going to be the same the rest of the way at this point. They were starting out strong, and then everything <laughs> went to hell. Um, you know, the Bengals, I don't think they're great, but they might be the best bad team 
And if they just beat the bad teams under them, they could sneak in at that seven spot. I agree. Joe Burrow did not have a great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an efficient game, I guess, because his passer rating was 92. QBR is 53. You know, yeah. nothing, nothing to write home about, but still an efficient game. You know, sacks allowed is on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they have the same problem the Texans had a couple of years ago and this year still. Their offensive line needs to be completely reworked. Mm-hmm. But uh, Joe Mixon, man, had a crazy game mm-hmm. 123 rushing yards, two touchdowns. And uh, while it wasn't, a, an, you know, it wasn't a, an outstanding game, I mean, he's still getting the ball <laughs> to Jamar Chase <laughs> and he's still getting the ball to him in the end zone. Mm hmm. And if you keep that up, you've got a good chance of winning that division on top of or combined with the uh, enigma that is the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like this year, more than any other year in the NFL, all you got to do is get in and you can make a run to the Super Bowl. Like, I would not be surprised if – a wild card team ends up representing one of the uh, conferences in the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, it could happen. Sorry about that. No, no, you're fine. Of course, because I talk shit about them all the time, watch the Ravens make our way to the Super Bowl just to prove me wrong. Um, anything else? I'm looking to see. Nah. Well, that's all I've got. Yeah. Uh, congratulations again to the Texans. Yes, getting that second win. No longer being the complete embarrassment to the city. Um, sending the Jacksonville Jaguars back to the basement of the AFC South <laughs> where they belong. And that stay there, stay there, you bums. <laughs> All right, all right. So Tony let's... Khan, Team WWE. Um, um, <laughs> I'm <kidding>. a bunch, <laughs> bunch of billionaires fighting against each other. I'm gonna let you have that. Um, <laughs> all right, that's all we got for our football podcast, short and sweet this week. Um, Anthony, as always, pleasure speaking to you, my friend. You as well. Have a happy Thanksgiving to oh, your family. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Um, tell your dad that we gotta come. We're gonna come, have to come over there one time so he can make some ribs. Oh heck yeah! Yeah. Oh, speaking of food, uh, if you can hear my voice, get a slow cooker this year. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I made some slow cook uh, teriyaki chicken last night. I mean, I'm pulling that thing out of the uh, slow cooker. It's just falling apart. That's awesome. Yes, it was delicious. I still got some, and I got some of those um, Hawaiian rolls. Oh, those are the best. I'm going to make me a sandwich, a couple of sandwiches. Man, I'm starving. I'm going <laughs> to do the same, I think. Yeah. All right. We're going to eat y'all this podcast. Uh, thank you for listening, downloading, sharing. We appreciate it. Um, and happy Thanksgiving. Anthony just gave the thumbs up, so he forgets his audio meme. They can't see your <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> All 
<laughs> thinking about food. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, okay. gang. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Uh, let's go eat. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, everybody.